Welcome to Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Sheree Hardy, and I truly appreciate you tuning in. I um, am late, but I had to stop and do an episode because I hadn't been consistent these last couple of days. I am feeling so much better. I just want to thank God for that. I feel so much better. I got this little bug, and I'm just thankful that I am almost 100%. So I'm going to be trying to do my daily podcast again, but I want to take time to talk about temptation, temptation, and I'm going to title this episode, When Giants Fall, When Giants Fall, Lessons on Temptation. In the news, every day, all day, we hear these stories where men who are noble, good men, fathers, husbands, leaders, they fall. And if the truth be told, we all fall. We all fall. And if we're not a public figure, our fall may not um, get a lot of attention or recognition. And I guess you could say that's a good thing in the age of social media and technology where you can almost never hide um, from your mistake. You just simply can not hide and hopefully you can recover. But we know that we live in a, a culture now, council culture. If you make a mistake, you do something wrong. Even if you genuinely wanted to redeem yourself, you're going to have to be a very, very strong person to be able to do that because um, the media is never going to let you forget. Somebody in the media because of social media. But I want to talk about why giants fall, why great men and some women fall, and it can happen to anybody. And so the whole idea is, of course, to tell you some things so that we don't fall, so that it it doesn't happen to us. But um, the first thing I think you have to remember, and I've said this in other episodes, that every day of our lives, we're engaged in spiritual warfare. Whether we know it or not, there is a real spiritual battle taking place in a realm that is not physical, that you may not even understand how powerful it is, but it is real. And there is a force that wants you to die, not only die, but suffer and die, to suffer on this side and suffer on the other side. And every single day of your life, you have to fight. We have to fight. We, 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 let me make sure I use the right pronouns here. We have to fight to not surrender and to succumb to darkness because it can happen. And some people, it's a struggle, you know, more than others. Some people, it's not a struggle, but everybody has a struggle. And what one person may be, weak for um and may could you know may have a propensity to maybe get caught up into that another person may not have and so when I say temptation I'm not just talking about sex I'm talking about drugs I'm talking about food 
I'm talking about crime. Um, There's so many ways that we can be tempted and we can go to the dark side. And let me tell you, that's the whole goal of that force is to take you out. And not only to have you suffer again on this side, but to have us suffer and to lose our soul. Because I think one of the most tragic things in life is to die in your sin, to die in your, you know, doing things that you know you shouldn't do. So when you have that awareness, when you have a hyper awareness that this force is real and it is out here trying to get you, then you navigate through life differently. And this is why many, many, many giants fall, great men fall, is because they forget to prioritize their spiritual life. You have to put your spiritual life first. You have to wake up in the morning with your spiritual life as a part of your daily routine. For me, it is, first of all, is prayer. And it's, and I've gotten to the point now where my phone is put away, so I don't want my phone to be the first thing I see in the morning and the last thing I see. I have two phones. I have an old phone that I just use for my alarm. And I use that phone because it has nothing on it. I can't check my email. I can't check up, check up, text messages, none of that. And I stopped doing that because I don't want this phone to become an idol. And that's what happens to a lot of people. Their technology, social media, it is the first thing that they deal with in the morning. And it's the last thing they deal with at night. And God is not first. And if you don't put God first, it's very easy when I talk about us losing that spiritual battle. It's very easy to, to lose it if you're not putting him first. So the first thing that happens, and this is how we are able to be tempted, is when our spiritual lives are not prioritized. You have to wake up with prayer. And it doesn't have to be long and, and emotional maybe, but we need to wake up with Thanksgiving. The fact that we woke up because we don't have to be here. And that we woke up and we have a chance on this side to get our soul right with God and to experience life and life more abundantly. Because just like there is a force that is trying to take us out, there is a force that wants us to have life and to have it more abundantly. And to experience all the beauty that we can in spite of it, of life being imperfect, in spite of life having included with it the thorns, so to speak. You know, a rose is beautiful, but a rose has thorns. And that's how life is. Life is beautiful. and But there are thorns. There are very painful things that go on in life, but it's still beautiful. And so in order for you to get that, you have to keep your spiritual life as a priority. Many men, when I think about people like um, the story of Bishop Long. Um, I've always wondered, how do you get so far away from God when you are a minister? But when I, because I spent a lot of time on this, I was just thinking, what happened? But I know what happened because you can become busy. You can become, because you're a leader, you, you have a lot of things to do. And believe it or not, even though you're the minister, you're not putting your spiritual life first. And for a minister, your spiritual life can't be rushed. It can't be bleeding. It has to be deep. When you're you're a spiritual leader, you have to really go in deep. So your time, I get up 
and the first thing I'm going to do is I have to thank God and we thank God for getting us up. And then I don't look at my phone. I now I get up and I, you know, do my um, hygiene rituals or whatever. But then I learn to read something. I start off my morning with with a scripture or with scriptures, reading a whole chapter out of the Bible, reading a devotional. I told y'all I got to get them a shot. I got to add them to the uh, support groups page. Um, Our Daily Bread is a um, publishing company and ministry, and they offer a free devotional. And it's one of the best. It is one of the best. They always usually start off with like each story is for each day of the year. And they usually start off like with a little anecdote. And you learn some history. You learn some interesting things. But then they tie it all into scripture. And that's how I start my day. I have to because if I don't, I could really get down. And I see why people are losing it because their spiritual life is not first. You, I've used, wondered why are so many men and women committing suicide. And it seems like they have so much. And that's another thing is that having so much having so much and not prioritizing those things you know our life is not about it's not about getting it's really about being and enjoying life and being the best that we can be and being light and salt and it does not profit a man or woman to gain the whole world and to lose his or her soul it means nothing to lose your soul. You get all this stuff. And that's another thing I focus. People focus. They fall and they end up falling into temptation, whether it is to commit suicide, whether it is to cheat on a spouse, whether it is to in- indulge in chemicals that we should not indulge in because we are we focus on the getting and not the being. And it goes back again to our spiritual time, what we're watching, what we're listening to. Um, We have to make sure that that spiritual part is first. And that is why so many great men, they fall. And women too, but I'm talking about men because mainly it is men. And they fall into temptation because they don't put their life, spiritual life first. And I'm going to tell you what your spiritual life, putting it first and putting some real quality time into it, what it does for us is that it helps us, number one, to see deceit. Temptation is always coming in the form of, is packaged in the form of something that is harmless or better than it really is, and it's not. It's not harmless. So the way that our spiritual enemy gets us is we some kind of way get convinced that if we do this thing that we're tempted to do, that we know deep inside is not right, that we're not going to suffer the consequences for it. If if it's having an affair, if it's engaging in um, something that is dark or perverted, or again, if we're intaking certain chemicals in our bodies and we you know we convince ourselves well we'll be okay and the reality is we won't and when you put your spiritual life first and you devote some time and energy to prayer to reading to listening what happens is you cannot be easily deceived you see the trick for what it is and you start to resist 
And when we, we know from scripture that when we submit to God and we resist the devil, he will leave us now for an opportune time. He's coming back now, but he's going to leave us. And so that's what putting your prioritizing our spiritual life does for us. It helps us to keep our eyes open. When we talk about sight in the spiritual realm, it's not a physical sight. That song in Amazing Grace, when it says, I was once blind, but now I see, that song is not talking about a physical blindness. It is talking about a spiritual blindness where you cannot see wrong for wrong and right for right. That's what will happen when you don't feed yourself and you put everything else as a priority. And yes, while there are things that we need to do, we have to always remember no matter what we got to do, we got to keep that spiritual life first because what it will do is temptation is deceptive. And so, and how can people deceive us or how can we get deceived? Number one is it's always going to be packaged as something good and it's not. So one thing that I don't do, and I recommend this for anybody and everybody And this is how a lot of men fall and they get deceived and they get tempted is they talk to strangers. I'm on this thing now. Don't talk to strangers. You do not talk to strangers. And I'm talking about this because I get emails every single day of people offering something or selling something. I get calls every day, emails, sometimes text messages. And so these are people that's got to be connected to me personally because they have this information. They have our email, use this business stuff. But you see, they can't get me because I don't talk to strangers. I don't open my door. If you knock on my door, I don't care who you are. I don't know you coming and you're you're not a family member. I don't talk to strangers at all. Business-wise, I know if I want something, I know how to go to the bank. I know how to go to this organization or that organization I don't go I don't talk to strangers and when I talk to people especially when it comes to my little money I make sure that I'm talking to people that I know are established that I know are legitimate this is how a lot of people get deceived and get tempted through social media I cannot tell you the number of messages that I have gotten over the years And what I normally do, like with Facebook, you know, you can accept, you have to accept the friendship. So I I accept it sometimes, even though people can follow you. So I accept friendships. However, if if a person tries to direct message me and and I I ignore it the first time, and if they do that again, I just totally just unfriend them and block them. I do not talk to strangers. And that is how a lot of men and women get tricked. Stop talking to strangers. Stop talking to people you don't know. I hate to say this, but most people are not good. You know, most people, it's, it's a trick. If they just randomly, think about this, it's over 8 billion people on the planet. And somebody's just going to randomly contact me out of all these people. No, it's usually targeted and it is, and don't be deceived and tempted but this is how you you don't get tricked again if you go back it goes back to number one the way you can avoid a lot of temptation is you put your spiritual life first because you will see demons for who they really are 
And you can't do that when you're distracted. So number one, don't talk to strangers because it's all deceptive. Most if it's you don't even, it's probably not in anything new you need that you don't have already. And if it is, again, you're gonna go yourself to an established organization or to a person that is trustworthy that you know. But do not talk to strangers. That's how a lot of people get deceived. You get these men who start, you know, cheating on their wives and and cheating on different people, and it's because they get deceived. It's not what you think it is. It is a trick. The other thing is is accountability. Um, some kind of way when people get to a certain place of success, they forget that they can fall and that they are accountable for their actions. They might feel like, hey, they can get away with it. Um, you know, I'm not. Nothing's gonna happen. I don't know. I, people get so blind. I'm telling you, they get blind because I don't know. Like this last, we had some I hope high-profile cases of, um, I guess, infidelity, as you would call it. And I'm thinking to myself, you're not going to get away with that. You're not. Let me just say this: if you get tempted to the dark side, you're not going to get away with it. And so think about your embarrassment and your loss now, because that's what happens. That is the trick to get you to lose, to suffer, to keep, to be killed, to be destroyed, your character, your reputation, all of that. That's the trick. And if you cannot do it publicly, then if, if it's something that you can't do publicly, then you don't need to do it at all because you're accountable. You're accountable to somebody and something. And guess what? When giants fall, that is what they usually forget, that they are accountable. When I thought about Eddie Long, you know, this was years ago, that situation was very sad to me because while I never went to the church, I did watch Eddie Long a few times on television. And I didn't see what some people said that they saw about him that what he did they kind of saw that spirit on him but I didn't see that what I did see though was I did see a lot of arrogance um but I would have not have imagined that what came out and so I just spent some time and I start thinking how did he get there and you know what to the point where you're on that level and it's because he forgot about the accountability that it's going to come out and when it does come out you are accountable for the people that are under your, that are part of your flock. You're a spiritual shepherd and people literally were following him. And I remember when this whole situation came, many people were just leaving and they were trying to go to one church, this one particular church. And I remember this one minister, somebody had, I was, this is the time I used to listen to the radio and somebody had put a recording recorded this particular minister telling them no go back to his church and I just thought about the people who were lost because they follow man they they are not following God and they gotta have a man in order to get they think that they have to have a man in order to get to God when you don't need a man or a person to get to God you can go to God directly to yourself you can start praying to God anywhere 24 hours a day seven days a week anywhere in the world directly to God for yourself 
So, so many people got lost because for them, he was their spiritual leader. And now he has fallen in this way. And most people chose to believe his accusers. You know, he denied it until the end. He never came out and said, I did it. I'm sick. I'm whatever, you know, whatever confession that would have been necessary to say. But he failed because he forgot about the accountability to his family and to his friends. And they did suffer. To a certain degree, they suffered because of that. And that is selfishness. And that's how I want to deal with selfishness is when you really can be tempted and you will fall when you're only think when we only think about ourselves. That is how we really do fall when we stop thinking about how our decisions are going to impact other people. And here's the thing that we all need to never, ever forget. Every single thing we do has an impact on somebody else. We have been, many people have been taught wrong about this because I've heard people say, well, that's their life or that's her life and she can do what she wants to do and he can do what he wants to do. But here's the thing, when something happens to that person, his or her family are the ones that's going to have to go to the the hospital, the morgue, the prison, the gravesite, get the ashes. It we're not we we don't live on an island. We are all interconnected. So we have to begin to teach people that that their decisions do impact other people, whether directly or indirectly. Whether even if you are grown, your decisions impact your parents and your siblings. Every your the spouse that you choose is going to impact your relationship with your siblings and your parents because guess what they don't stop becoming connected to you because you get married and so you have this is something that a lot of people are not taught so they're not taught a sense of community so what happens is they start just doing whatever they want to do and they're not thinking about how if I get on drugs or if I deal with these criminals how this is going to impact me and this is how it's going to impact my family i watched a great african movie what is that movie called recently i watched a movie on um netflix and i gotta find it and it was about this young man who was very poor and he was a gifted artist and all he wanted to do was to get this scholarship to go um paint with his mentor of his hero his hero artist and he needed money to do it and so he had the audacity to steal from criminals and just one bad decision after the next but his decision impacted everybody around him his sister almost died and almost pimped out his friend was beaten almost died his parents were almost killed and i mean everybody around him his so-called friends that he later had it was because everybody is interconnected and when you are tempted to do something that you know is wrong you have to think about that how is this decision going to impact my family and my friends or anybody around me or the people at my job you know now more than ever you have these situations where people go to their job and they end up shooting and killing a whole bunch of people and the person that they were trying to target, they may hit or not hit. But that's just how powerful, how interconnected we are. 
that you're on your job with somebody and they're into some dark stuff or they're into something with their spouse or I don't know who somebody on the job and then that person comes back and in the process of trying to get them you get shot up that's how interconnected we are and the way to not fall is to always keep that somewhere in your mind what who you marry what you're doing in the light and in the dark can impact other people and we are not put here to be selfish we have to think about our decisions and how they're going to impact other people and that is how you not get tempted you know you hear cases where man is married has children and he can't think about he gets blinded that's when you don't put that spiritual life first and you're not resisting ends up having an affair with a co-worker or somebody and then everybody is hurt because not only is his wife impacted but if he has parents but especially his children and if he had thought about his family his his children the people on his job and all his loss because anytime you're attempted you're going to lose something period that is why you have to fight it with everything you have because there's always loss that's going to come after you giving in to temptation whatever that temptation is again everybody is different and we're tempted in different ways but here's the good news we can resist how many times have you been tempted and didn't give in raise your hand we can all raise our hand for that too and we got to remember that so i want to recap because i'm running out of time and i'm super late but in order for us not to fall and to stand tall we have to remember to put our spiritual lives first most critically most critically is deep prayer and talking and listening to god that's what prayer is talking and listening to god that is number 1 you must prioritize that you must make that the first thing you do every single day and we must make that the last thing we do put down those phones and go to the throne we have made these phones these devices and social media the new idols and we must resist that and yes you can use them and yes they are helpful and thank god we have them but if you let these things have more power than they're supposed to have you're going to be tempted and you can fall number 2 don't forget how temptation works it is always going to be deceptive meaning it's going to look like it's good when it's really bad it's going to look like it's something harmless when it's really harmful when you keep your spiritual life first you can discern and you can see things that you're supposed to see and this is why you have to make sure you don't get tricked and number one thing that I'm telling people stop talking to strangers just stop talking to people and engaging in people that you don't know and I'm not the only one that gets weird text messages and emails and calls other people do and when they share that with me and I'm I'm just amazed that people try to engage no you if it's something that's legitimate is you can go to yourself directly to that company but never ever talk to strangers that a lot of people get tempted on social media stop talking to people through messaging is not real it's a trick and it's always going to come out they're going to ask you for something usually money but it could be something else 
The another way not to fall is to never forget that your life is interconnected to other people's lives. When you fall, other people fall with you. You bring them down too. And most of the time, people are not thinking like this. So they're thinking, well, this is my life. I can do what I want to do. That person, that doesn't impact me, but it does. Because again, your family and your friends are the ones that will have to go to the jail, to the morgue, to the graveyard, to the hospital. And they have to see all that and deal with all that. And if we all thought about our family and our friends and the people that count on us, the people that look up to us, whether you know it or not, someone is looking up to us, whether we we realize it or not. And if we begin to stop being selfish and think like this, how many people would not fall? They would rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus Christ, and they would rise above that temptation And they would have a story to tell. And we have to learn how to do that. We have to submit to God and give everything we can to Yah Elohim first. And then when we resist the enemy, he will leave us alone. Well, the red light is about to pop on. Do not get tricked. You guys will have to do a part two of this. You are a giant, but you do not have to fall. Stand tall. Stand tall. Hang on to God's unchanging hand. Well, this is Cherie Hardy. This is Bad Thought Therapy. We got some therapy for your bad thoughts now. Have a beautiful day filled with abundant blessings. Peace and love always. Take care.